Hi, folks. Before we begin taping today, I'd like to introduce you to Mr. Peter Jenks of the Federal Communications Commission. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Barris. remarks on a television network broadcast. There's nothing that can't be cured with a wink and a fart, and you're listening to WGXC in Ekra, 90.7 FM. Wednesday, November. WGXC underwriting support is provided in part by Suncommon, supporting vibrant communities across New York for 15 years, offering custom solar installations for homes, farms, and businesses. Information at suncommon.com. WGXC is made possible in part by the generous ongoing support of Sean Mooney of Brooklyn, New York. WGXC's sustaining supporters are among the station's most dedicated listeners. They care deeply about Creative Community Radio, and their investment helps to sustain WGXC as a public platform for information, experimentation, and engagement in Green and Columbia counties. You, too, can become a sustaining supporter by going to wgxc.org slash donate. Thank you for your support. Good evening and welcome to Dim the Lights with Jenny and Amanda. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Amanda. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) We are a twice monthly show where we talk about movies. Jenny and I pick a theme every episode and in between broadcasts, we watch movies around that theme. And then once we hop on the air together, we talk about what we watched and we don't talk about it before. So it's always a fun surprise for us and hopefully for you too. But before we get into our theme for tonight, let's talk about what's in the movies right now, in the movie theaters right now. Theaters. Theaters. Uh, Jenny, you want to start us off? I'd love to start. Uh, Let me tell you about what's playing at the Crandall Theater over in Chatham. Uh, So we have Don't Worry Darling, The Good House, Bros, The Woman King, Carmen, Tar, Triangle of Sadness, Ticket to Paradise, decision to leave and a special screening of the polar express um, and some of those are upcoming so if you would like to know about specific showtimes head on over to crandalltheater.org to find out those very specific timings lovely i'm going to tell you about what's in the wyndham theater in wyndham new york we have wakanda forever the new black panther movie ticket to paradise and black adam and you can find out more about showtimes at windhamtheater.com. That's W-I-N-D-H-A-M theater.com. Every time I hear the name Black Adam, I think that it's Black Adder, the TV show with Mr. Bean <laughs> for a second. And then I'm like, wait, I'm like, oh no, okay. Can you imagine if they were doing screenings? <laughs> like for, for like a good five seconds after you said it, I was like, wait. Like, oh no, okay. I went. That's I went. Yeah, <laughs> All right. Oh. So let me tell you about what's playing at the upstate cinemas, uh, starting with the one in Rhinebeck. We have Lone Wolves with director Blake Zeff. Uh, we also have, so sorry, so sorry to Blake Zeff. Took me a second there. <laughs> we also have Tar and we have The Banshees of Inisherin. Uh, and then over at the Upstate Cinemas in Saugerties, we have Armageddon Time, The Source Family, Till, Triangle of Sadness, and Ticket to Paradise. And for those specific showtimes, you can head on over to upstatefilms.org. Amazing. 
I'm going to tell you about what's playing in Hudson at the Spotlight Cinema, otherwise known as the Eight Screen Theater that's on Fairview Avenue. We have Till, Terrifier 2, Pray for the Devil, Ticket to Paradise, Black Adam, Lyle, Lyle, Crocodile, Smile, and Halloween Ends. Still. (laughs) Uh, You can find out more about Showtimes at SpotlightCinemas.com. Uh, that's beautiful. Did you have an, I'm so sorry. Oh I really gosh. messed yeah, up. I, I messed up our order. Yeah. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I was, like I said, I'm new to the New York Times crossword. They were having a were sale. Were you looking at the crossword puzzle just now? No, 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 I was not. Okay. I was not, I was but like, I was oh right, be- I was right before we went on air and I am, <laughs> I'm here. I'm present. I am so present. I mean, I'm um, so, so glad that you're in the crossword puzzle soup with me. <laughs> yeah. They got me. They got NYT got me with their sale. Dude, yeah. All right. So at TSL Time Space Limited in Hudson, New York, our wonderful independent theater, we have now playing Cat Daddies, <laughs> Hopper, an American love story, Triangle of Sadness, Mirror, which is an Andre Tarkovsky movie. Um, and that's what's playing right now, but they do have a very, very beefy schedule. So I encourage you to head over to timeandspace.org to check it out. Uh, I really want to see Triangle of Sadness. Me too. I hear it's great. I hear it's yeah, really it funny. Looks really fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, no idea what Cat Daddies is. I'm looking nope. at the poster right now. It's a, <laughs> uh, it looks like a, a white man wearing a ball cap looking at like Monument Valley. Um, and we're viewing him from the back and he has a backpack on with a chubby little cat. Yeah. I actually also noted I I've seen that poster as well because I looked at TSL's calendar on Friday and was like, huh, cat daddies. Yeah. Cat daddies, cat daddies are here. What it says is a heartwarming and tender portrait of a diverse group of men whose lives have been forever changed by their love of cats. Cat Daddies takes us on an aspire inspiring journey across the United States during the challenging early days of the COVID-19 pandemic when people desperately needed hope and companionship. So men who love cats, this one's for you. (laughs) You know, it sounds sweet. I don't think I'll be seeing it. (laughs) This is a movie for men, so. (laughs) You're right. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh boy. Um, well, well, well. <laughs> all right, listeners. So that is what is playing in the theaters right now. It is getting dark early. It's a rude awakening, but what a great time to see a movie at five o'clock as opposed to a month ago when that felt really weird. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's a lot easier to watch a movie in the evening now. <laughs> exactly. Um, Jenny, what's our theme tonight? Oh, Amanda, I'm so glad you asked. Our <laughs> theme tonight is space exploration. Uh, and we're not just talking about, you know, space invasion or, you know, just re- any old alien movie or I don't know. I can't think of any other ones, but they're out there. Yeah, <laughs> We're talking about people entering the universe and trying to see what's out there. Yep. There's lots of things to do in space. We're also not talking about movies where people already explored space and it's years in the future and they have established communities. Yeah. This is colonies. Fresh. Exploring what's out there. Jenny, gotta say, really biffed it on this one. Hey man, (laughs) it's been a challenging two weeks. We had Halloween in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I watched two movies, which is about how much we have time to talk about each. Um, but you know, I usually watch some sleazy garbage for our show. It's kind of like my thing. Like, oh, Amanda's <laughs> the host who watches the sleazy garbage. Um, but this sleazy garbage was really extra um, garbagey and sleazy. <laughs> wow, I really, you're, I'm so excited to find out. Because I had this problem where I was looking around for space exploration movies that I haven't seen before. And there aren't that many is kind of the problem. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Like, I'll, I have, haven't seen these few. But... Right, same. And then it was like, mm, these were not good. <laughs> no. that's, that's the reason why I haven't seen these ones. Because there's yep. so many like hotties of the genre that do such a good job. But like, there aren't that many of them ultimately. And we've seen them because they're yeah. great. <laughs> I think most people who are big sci-fi fans are 
always in a constant state of waiting for something Mm -hmm. really good um, to come down the pipe. And we get one maybe every few years. It's true. (laughs) Yeah, we probably like once a decade, roughly. And then like once every five years, if we're like really lucky. Yeah, exactly. Get a really good one. Yeah. And then it's hard, you know. Um, do you want to start by telling me what something that you watched or do you want me to, I want to hear what the sleazy thing is that you watched. I want to hear so bad. <laughs> okay. All right. So this movie has been on my list for a while. And when you texted me about what our theme should be, you said, I don't know, something about space that's really alien forward. <laughs> <laughs> and so I really used that as inspiration to, um, Good. try to find movies so I watched a movie that I've been curious about for a long time, a um, 1981 movie out of England uh, called Inseminoid. Ooh, <laughs> I like the title. It gives me very specific um, uh, you know what it's about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So after the triumph that was Alien, a lot of movies came out just like after star wars a lot of knockoffs came out including this little gem of a not gem of a gem um in seminoid which is just another movie about you know an alien knocking a lady up Classic. <laughs> um it is about a group of archaeologists who are on a frozen planet okay let me just say this movie is really bad I think it was made for tv it might not have been made for tv um uh (laughs) whoops I didn't yeah I can't tell um no no it was it was in the theaters Jesus um (laughs) so it's about a group of scientists um digging around on a frozen planet and everything moves very fast and the editing is really poor. So some kind of explosion happens um, out on the planet and there's a bunch of chaos. Uh, and this one woman gets stuck out there to go look for someone who's in- injured or to find out why this um, crystal made somebody pass out. <sighs> and, <laughs> um essentially has what seems to be a vision but clearly something actually happens where uh she is forcibly inseminated mm-hmm. <laughs> by this alien the uh creature design is kind of fun i think that's maybe the most fun of this movie is the creature design it's not very ex- it's not terribly exciting it's no alien but um it's it's definitely unique looking and gross and weird it's like got kind of the classic big black alien eyes but then these kind of like little lobster claws and it's like a pinkish tan color which is just disgusting (laughs) Um, (laughs) um and as soon as she's been impregnated by this alien she has uh violent outbursts where she kills all the other crew members and then gives birth to these twin alien babies um and the last two living people um you know the one guy's like finally killed the alien mom and (laughs) goes back to find the woman he left with the twin alien babies and they ate her and uh, (laughs) first they did what do you think was gonna happen (laughs) exactly um so I gotta say um I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> two thumbs down, maybe. And, it's kind you of what know, you're giving me. <laughs> and uh, yeah, two thumb, well, one, well, one thumb up, one thumb down. I mean, yeah. it's so entertaining. <laughs> like a lot of these movies that I love to watch, it would be better at a drive-in or maybe mm-hmm. like after some drinks mm-hmm. with your friends. <laughs> um, and as so often I do, very disappointing. I didn't do, um, I didn't do any deep research on this one. Um, <laughs> I, I struggle so, to imagine it yeah. um, enriching your reading of the movie. <laughs> they do try to kind of toss for a second, toss around in the beginning, maybe some interesting fake science ideas. Like the guy, one of the team members is like, I think that the culture that used to live on this planet revolved around a concept of dualism because there's a there's two suns on this planet. 
there's twin aliens we find out but then there's they don't go any deeper (laughs) Um, they're just like gesturing towards it they're like yeah you know (laughs) yeah yeah so I guess I mean I guess ultimately the woman was um impregnated by a crystal uh like a crystal induced trance hard to say (laughs) (laughs) um well, it's streaming for free on Tubi if anybody wants to, wants to I mean, watch Inseminoid. I gotta say, I do want to watch Inseminoid. Like, listen, come listen, on. listen, people. Look, 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 look. You're gonna have a great time. You're gonna, you're gonna have a great time watching Inseminoid. I don't not recommend it at all. In fact, I do recommend it. There's, um, yeah. there's, you know, there's the uh, Twitch channel Cathode Cinema mm-hmm. that does a lot of themed streams and they've definitely played in seminoid a few times and i think their review is pretty much the same as mine they're like this movie's garbage but it's fun it's fun i had a good time i mean that's literally all i ever want so yeah exactly. it's absolutely sufficient yeah wow great news yeah in seminoid yeah i know i'm 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 reading the plot right now and um it's much more interesting than the movie was. I, I, I unfortunately didn't grab me enough to get some of the details that the yeah. written out plot has. Like It's always a bummer. <laughs> like uh, the alien, the chemical intelli- intelligence that rules the planet um, taking control of Ricky through a wound on his arm. Oh. <laughs> Ricky's the first to go. <laughs> oh no, Ricky. <laughs> wow. Well, um, I know what I'll be watching later. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. And it's true. Um, Sandy alien mom. It, mm-hmm. I, I thought it was a trance cause it looked very much like a trance in the movie because of the way they decided to shoot the rape scene, but no, uh-huh. she was just rape regular. <laughs> just regular. They were like, throw a little artful spin on that to make it slightly less horrible. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> it is when I Googled it, um, you know how Google offers questions. Like people also ask the first one is, why is Inseminoid rated R? <laughs> I don't know. We're watching to find out. <laughs> it's a great question. I kind of assume that um, it was considered a video nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, because it is English. Yeah. English. Uh, well, it says it was some so-and-so rejected the notion that it was comparable to a video nasty (laughs) which I do agree with because it's not that nasty and the other movie that I would have watched for this show but it has nothing to do with space exploration but it does have to do with inseminating (laughs) is extra which is oh yeah (laughs) dude I mean that is another theme that we could absolutely do because there's so much sci-fi that has to do with uh xeno insemination is maybe the way the word i want to use like yeah, alien yeah, insemination yeah yeah yep mamma anyway. mia oh mamma mia <laughs> so sorry to bring inseminoid to the table but no d- don't uh, ever apologize <laughs> if uh if our listeners know us at all they should know to expect this from us it's true it's true we're yucky we like yucky movies we like yucky movies i always appreciate um a movie that still contains a lot of fun with a seemingly mm-hmm. terrible terrible budget um, oh yeah though I am seeing here that the budget was one million <laughs> <laughs> that's I was thinking about this a lot because it's like it's really hard to make a low budget sci-fi movie because it will either look like garbage or you have to like do a lot of you have to be it has to be a good movie you have to do a lot of like thoughtful artful um uh, things to make it yeah. work yeah and uh you know sometimes you spend that one million pounds on your trance scene and it the rest of it falls to the wayside yeah um I highly recommend this wikipedia it's it's making it a lot more interesting <laughs> <laughs> commentators have noted that as well as portraying sandy as an abject other the film presents a battle of the sexes as sandy kills her former friends <laughs> Wow. Like, I didn't wow okay <laughs> all right anyways <laughs> wow I can't wait to uh dive in there I'm interested I know yeah. I'm looking at the poster and it is incredible <laughs> it's so good it's so good god in- England is just fascinating why yeah. why do why do things look the way they do when they come from England it's a great question there's something in the water there <laughs> 
Why did they spend one million pounds on this movie, but it looks the way that it does? It's just incredible. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, let me tell you about the worst movie I watched, which Please. is I would say not at all on the level of fun yeah. as in Seminoid. It's it was it was a much less fun movie, but the reason that I watched it was because I thought it would be fun. Yeah. Uh, I watched a found footage movie from 2011 called Apollo 18. Oh. Which I have heard of, but have never seen because I heard it was bad. And the, I mean, the people are not wrong. It's not very good, but it's a found footage, um, like basically lost footage from a from a moon landing attempt in 1974. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was like, okay, after Apollo 17, we didn't have any more, but actually there was an Apollo 18. Uh-huh. Ah, and these three guys went to the moon, but something happened and that's why we never heard about it. Yeah, um, moon aliens. Moon aliens. Yes, it's moon aliens. <laughs> 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 and so it's like, it's almost fun because I do, as we were talking about last time, I do love found footage these days where I'm like, give it to me I want it's been a second since we've done this you know sometimes you grow up into a big kid and you realize that found footage rules it's a really fun way it's a really fun constraint um but they don't use the constraint well I would argue like it's also so it's meant to be footage from the 70s so it's all on like um 16 millimeter but it Mm -hmm. just like does it it like looks too good like everything's very clean um, and you see too much and so it just doesn't like it was really hard to suspend my disbelief it's also very slow for it's only an hour and a half but it felt like it took forever like I watched it in two settings because I couldn't finish it because I got too sleepy yeah um, but essentially it's about these three guys they go up to the moon one of them stays like in orbit and then the other two go down in, in the rover and land on the actual moon um, and while they're down there they keep finding weird rocks and then <laughs> they they find the bodies of two um, deceased Russian cosmonauts and nobody knows that they were there. And also nobody knows that they're on the moon because it's a secret mission that the uh-huh. DOD has sent Uh-oh. them on. And That's so like, they weren't terrible. allowed to tell their wives or anything. And it has oh, like very no. classic, like sixties footage of their, like them at a barbecue and their wives sitting on their laps. And I'm like, this is supposed to make me care about your families, but it's not working. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Um, And so slowly they start to uncover. So very, very slowly, there is something living on the moon already. Um, And the thing about it that's kind of cool is that um, the creature, I'm just going to tell you, it's rocks. It's rocks that have legs. They're like, like kind of cool because they have like this camouflage where it just looks like rocks. And then all of a sudden one will stand up and have legs. It's like kind of fun. Jenny, 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 Jenny. What do the legs look like? Oh, they're boring. They're like spider legs. Oh. I know they're not they're not that interesting you know I was imagining like some meaty little cyclist legs God, I wish I wish that they were like actual like fleshy legs that'd be so great no they're like space spiders and the yeah. other thing that I found really annoying about this movie and like it's from 2011 so maybe it wasn't as tired then but I think it was is their use of like chittering as like the alien sound yeah I'm just like I'm so tired of chittering be, like, being the sound that we use to indicate aliens it's not scary to me it just sounds like squirrels yeah not, like I want something gross and like out of this world yeah literally. yeah <laughs> but yeah Apollo 18 it's like fine it kept it held my attention for most of it there were parts where it definitely was spacing out um but it's just like the boys don't have any chemistry if they had chemistry I think it would work because it's yeah. such a simple movie it's like almost good but they just don't follow through on any of the stuff they need to follow through on so it's like you know I wanted to watch a, a bunch of astronauts get eaten in space and they didn't even really let me do have that they didn't give that to me it's so just like we say all the time with horror it's so it could be so simple. <laughs> I mean, I guess so simple. <clears throat> I guess just spending all most of the energy on creature and production and set design would be the way the money should go. And then yeah. beyond that, like, yeah, I don't know, building up some good chemistry, but <sighs> it's it's bizarre because it is such a simple movie that I am like, where maybe they just had no money at all. I, I honestly don't know. I didn't look it up. Maybe I should. Um, Were the actors just really bad? No, they were fine. Like the acting was actually totally fine. They just like, because it's like these two dudes and you kind of have to care about them a lot. 
I, and I didn't care about them at all. <laughs> like, like the, the entire, because it's, it's like Blair Witch and that you don't see very much for most of the movie, which is cool. Yeah. But then when they do start to show you stuff, they show you too much. Mm-hmm. And I don't care about their predicament because I think in part, because it's like, it's so far in the past. We like know that they're dead at the beginning already. We like go in knowing that they have families, but like they, their families have no character whatsoever. Like they don't have any personalities. It's just like a lady on a film. Um, and like, and the, and the men themselves also don't really have any personality. Like there's like one or two scenes where they're like bantering and that's the best part of the movie. Cause you're like, yeah. Oh, I care about you a little bit, but then it doesn't like, there's all this time just kind of spent on scenes that are like meant to be building tension because they're just like kind of staring at something and there's just nothing moving, Yeah, but it's not actually very tense. And I don't care about them. So it doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's just boring instead of, yeah. Tense, yeah. you know, um, yeah. which is a real shame because, oh yeah, baby, this, oh no, that's the box office. The budget was $5 million in 2011, which is not huge. No. Um, but yeah, it's just, I just, I don't know. I wanted something different. I wanted it to be made better. <laughs> that's what I wanted. <laughs> I know. I guess when I was dunking on Inseminoid being 1 million pounds because I have no money. I'm like, that's so much money. But I guess for a movie, it's not that much. <laughs> it's not that much. But also for the 80s, that's, I mean, that's higher. Yeah. But like, yeah, yeah no. Movies cost like billions of dollars now, which is so crazy. I know. I know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, my my perspective was really skewed. I'm sorry, Inseminoid. Do you want to know? I'm sorry, it just showed up as like a related movie. Um, do you want to know? know what the budget for Moonfall was? Yes, I do. It's 138 to 146 million dollars. <laughs> we we're not sure exactly how much. Did you watch Moonfall? No, I didn't show? watch Moonfall. It just no, it just showed up as a related oh, okay. movie. Because I watched Moonfall. Yeah, I know. Oh, did you watch it for the show? No, no, you I just watched it in general. But I did just watch it. Yeah. Um, it sucks, you, but... Yeah, I was gonna say you said it was bad. Right? I mean, yeah. like I'm a Roland Emmerich stan. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like I know um, how to blow up a building. <laughs> you sure do. Um, but you know, it was just no 2012. Um, nothing ever is. Nothing ever is. My my white whale. <laughs> oh my god! Once, trying to get back to you ever since. <laughs> but anyway Um, that's Apollo 18 I have nothing else to say about it it's fine it's (laughs) I think it's streaming probably somewhere with ads if you wanted to do that but like don't waste your time (laughs) (laughs) this is the the joy of this show is being able to surprise each other with the movies that we watched and also exploring movies that we haven't seen for the most part for ourselves but sometimes this is what I mean when I say a bit sometimes Sometimes they're not good (laughs) they're not good movies and there's no to say about them um I watched another movie that struggled really hard to be good and was mostly very sweet and fun and if I had grown up with it as a kid I probably would have loved it um I watched Explorers from 1985 which stars a baby Ethan Hawke and oh. a little River Phoenix. Oh. Um, and it's a Joe Dante movie. So I cute. love Joe Dante. Joe yeah. Dante, who made Gremlins um, and a whole bunch of other fun stuff, like yeah. Small Soldiers. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> and The Burbs. Um, yes. Oh my God. Thanks, so Joe Dante. Explorers is about Ben, the, a kid named Ben. They all, they're living in uh california it looks the whole movie i was like it's got to be california but it's supposed to be maryland um some kids living in the burbs and ben starts to have these really really wild dreams where he's seeing kind of what in in uh mid 80s cgi like what kind of looks like a big circuit board and he has his best buddy river phoenix's character um whose name is uh Wolfgang Wolfgang (laughs) and Wolfgang is a real nerdy scientist kid and I'm not used to seeing River Phoenix as like a not badass but he's he's a little sweet nerd in this um and he so Ben and Wolfgang together basically build this device that Ben's been seeing in his dreams 
and it allows them to create this energy orb that you can enter inside of and use as a ship basically. Um, and they meet this punky kid, Darren, uh, who's also game for this stuff that they're getting up to. And they build a little spaceship out of a tilt-a-whirl bucket or car, whatever you call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and first they use it to fly around the suburbs and look at girls in windows <laughs> as you would. Um, and then they realize that whatever was sending Ben these dreams, which by the way, the other boys start to have the same dreams. So they they figure out that they're being sent this information somehow they realize that whoever's sending it to them is also kind of wants to control the ship and they go to outer space, baby. Why not chase your dreams and go to (laughs) outer space and leave the suburbs of Maryland. Um, And they meet the aliens that have been calling them and they're, (laughs) they're like, kind of shiny green like like a class like the other kind of classic alien look yeah. and it's not like a gray man it's like a buggy like sucker finger mm-hmm. green guy um and they've learned how to communicate through watching horrible television so they just kind of rapid fire make a bunch of goofy jokes um and uh the aliens are cute and sweet and they're like, we can't come to earth because we've seen your movies and you guys just kill us and we don't want to do that. And they realize that the aliens they met are also just kids because the alien dad shows up mm. and he's all mean. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> um, but then the aliens, it's kind of got like a Wizard of Oz ending where the aliens like send them back to earth with some presents. And they're like, the girl that you have a crush on is going to be your girlfriend. <laughs> so it really, it tried so hard to be good. It was really, really charming. Um, but the, the end, I paused it at one point before they'd even gotten to space. And I was like, there's only like 30 minutes left of this movie. Um, so it came to a really odd rushed, not very touching ending. Um, and it's, I'm reading now that it's because, um, the producers of this movie, uh, and the studio rushed Joe Dante to finish it. Um, and it was the release was overshadowed by the Live Aid concert. Oh um, but anyways, like so, according to Joe Dante, it never got properly edited and mm. finished. So um, it was box office flop, but people have a lot of love for it, like a lot of kid alien movies. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 a mess. It's cute, <laughs> but it's a sloppy sweet mess. Um, <laughs> Sloppy explorers. Yeah. I've never even heard of it. Yeah, I mean that's for a reason. You yeah. Know. Um, <laughs> oh, and there's a lot of cute details. Like they name their ship the Thunder Road after oh. Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen, which is very cute. So, like the whole, you know, the beginning of the movie where clearly the editing got like took its time a little more or where it 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 felt rushed toward the end so the beginning um is quite cute you know like the the kids are sweet and it's nice when they meet the kind of badass kid because he defends the main character from a bully and classic (laughs) you know um 1985 fair yeah exactly but that's explorers i wish there was more to say about the movies that I watched. <laughs> Sorry. I watched two other ones, um, which I'm I'm very excited to tell you about. The one that I watched first, which I was so stoked <laughs> to watch. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, and I and I don't know how much I have to say, but I know you've seen it too, so I'm just gonna tell you about it right now. Yeah. I finally watched Pitch Black. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Heck yeah, dude. So I was fun. hoping you would because when I was looking up movies to watch, it popped up and I was like, oh boy, I hope Jenny watches Pitch Black. I was feeling really hopeless when I was scrolling the other day. I was like, oh God, like I, I've seen all of these movies that I want to see. The other ones that are here, I do not want to see. I do not want to spend my time. And then lo and behold, Pitch Black came across my desk and I was uh. like, finally it's Pitch finally time it hits man <laughs> it slaps I really enjoyed it very much it is exactly 
what it purports to be (laughs) which is like a like very the year 2000 sci-fi movie like I really loved it this is a Vin Diesel household if you don't know yeah Amanda and I both love him we love Vin uh if you are not familiar with Pitch Black for some reason which I was familiar with it I'd just not seen it (laughs) let me tell you a little bit about it it's from the year 2000 uh it's about a basically a transport of people some civilians some not civilians that are on their way to a planet unclear honestly I wasn't paying that much of attention to the nitty-gritty because it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. um but one of the passengers on this cargo ship is uh what's his name Richard Riddick Robert Riddick something Riddick it's Riddick (laughs) I'm so so sorry it's actually Richard Riddick I was not wrong (laughs) Richard B. Riddick Dick Riddick one point he does he calls himself Richard Riddick and I was like no I just I'm not sure that that's true (laughs) it can't be it can't be (laughs) but yeah no Dick Riddick um and it's we get a little uh voiceover from him at the very beginning he is like bound and gagged in his little like cell coffin like they're all in these little like tubes that they're being shipped in so that they can sleep through the long trip but he is like he is kind of awake and he is like absolutely restrained to the nines yeah he's like cyrus the virus and conair yes exactly (laughs) um and he gives you like a little introduction to the cast of characters while they're like hanging out on this ship but something happens i don't remember what something oh something like hits the ship and it causes it to start to go into a tailspin down onto a nearby planet and the main captain and another captain (laughs) and another person are, are all woken up obviously the details are not important um what the regular captain has been killed by the debris but the other two people wake up and they're like we gotta save the ship and so they managed to get it down onto the planet safely although for a moment the new captain who is um named carolyn fry played by rada mitchell uh she momentarily wants to um catapult all of the other people sorry eject all of the other people out of catapult I'm tired <laughs> out of the ship to save herself and the be- and the front of the ship but she doesn't do it and so they all land on this planet that's very desert like there's lots of sand and stone everywhere and it's very very bright because it turns Hot out there's dry. three suns Woo! on this planet um and so Riddick escapes because he it turns out he is an insanely talented criminal and he's really good at murdering I guess and also getting out of uh, jams mm-hmm. and so they are trying to figure out how to survive on this planet looking for water solving this very long mystery of where they are it's kind of funny because the whole first half of the movie is just about them being like trying to survive on this weird planet that they, that they don't know that much about um, and also like trying to figure out if Riddick is going to be a threat and like they're all like trying to hunt him down while also trying to avoid being killed by him because they all think that he's like very scary murderer um, because he was being it turns out he was being transported as a prisoner to his next prison assignment or something and, un- yeah. again unclear yeah. with like yeah with like the like Connor assigned him yes exactly <laughs> it's basically Connor yeah. <laughs> but said in the future <laughs> um but so then the second half of the movie we discover that on this planet that has three suns every 22 years an eclipse happens where another big planet goes in front of two of the suns and the other suns behind it and so it's just pitch black it's pitch black baby (laughs) the title Title (laughs) that's the title indicates for how long we just don't know and that's a problem because this planet is inhabited by these cave dwelling creatures that will just strip a person bare, just tear them apart in seconds. And they kind of look like pterodactyls with hammerhead heads. Yep, exactly. (laughs) Um, And it's really fun because then the second half of the movie is about them trying to survive and trying to like create light as many, in as many ways as possible to try and avoid being murdered by these big monsters. Um, And it's just so fun because you get to have, um, you know, the Riddick's like, you know first he seems really scary but then at the more you get to know him the more it turns out he's actually kind of soft-hearted and maybe he's a good guy maybe. classic 
<laughs> all these um, people bonding on this scary planet trying to figure out how to survive and also it's like yucky and fun and it's made from it's made in the year 2000 so there's like insane cuts <laughs> oh my <laughs> god and all like running the coloration of the <laughs> oh everything is hyper hyper saturated especially because yeah. they're on this three sun planet so when they get there you as the audience member are like oh my eyes it's just the contrast is pushed up to 200 everything is very difficult to look at and then when it's nighttime everything's blue it's yeah. just great yeah um jenny what's the fun cool detail about riddick's physique oh my god i can't believe i forgot yeah <laughs> there's yeah. so the movie is kind of complex i have to yeah, say yeah don't forget there's, there's kind of a lot going on so we learn that so Riddick is always wearing these sunglasses and at the very beginning of the movie he's got a blindfold on and we're like what's the deal with that maybe they're just trying to like um inhibit him in some other way but it turns out he has crazy night vision because he used to be on another prison planet where he bought himself fancy new shiny eyeballs that can see in the dark (laughs) and so he is instrumental to saving everybody because he can see in the pitch black dark when the eclipse comes and nobody else can yeah. uh, and it's just delightful there's a scene oh also Keith David is in this movie which is really fun I, <gasps> I loved it was so exciting that. to see him it's in like that weird zone of it's from 2000 so it's like he Keith David plays in a mom and he is there with like three other like Muslim people who are traveling with him and it's like it sits in that weird zone where it's like not fully xenophobic but it like is a little bit but it's not as xenophobic as movies that came out in the next decade so it's just like it sits in that weird that weird place (laughs) (laughs) but uh but but Keith David is great and it was really fun to see him um and there's the scene near the end where I'm just gonna I'm so sorry I'm gonna spoil pitch black for those of you who haven't spoil it baby spoil it baby so at the basically the last 10 minutes of the movie the only people who left living are riddick the captain carolyn a kid who has who is like obsessed with riddick and wants to be just like him and keith david and so like riddick gets to the ship that they're trying to use as their escape to get off of this horrible planet but but like leaves everybody else behind because he gets there easily and he is convinced by Carolyn to go back for them. And then all four of them hold hands while they run towards the ship. <laughs> it's so sweet. <laughs> I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's really fun. It's I really, I genuinely felt an emotional connection to all of these characters. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> so sad when they, like when I mean when the ones that I cared about died. I was like, yeah. wow. It's great. Pitch Black was great. <laughs> As a person who loves movies, I I don't really know why I don't understand what the, like, how some movies can be so lacking in that way and how other, like, also kind of dumb movies can do really well at character development. It's not sophisticated. (laughs) Like, it's not like a, look, I'm not going to say it's not a good movie because I don't think that's true, but it's not like a fine film, (laughs) but it does, it just has like the characters have enough interest like enough like um character I guess and like uh, they're interesting enough and compelling enough that you care about them and the way that they interact with each other and like the actors all have enough charisma to carry it we're like Vin Diesel's saying like insane lines but because he's like showing this emotion you're like I want him to live though <laughs> yeah Vin Diesel's so great he's so great I love him so much I love him so much yeah it was delightful it was very fun I had a great time watching Pitch Black <laughs> I'm so glad you finally did I've been waiting for this day for a long time <laughs> I know I know I, I just it was one of those it's like one of those major blind spots in my life where I had just never been around to see it and now I have. It's great. I can't wait to watch the Chronicles of Riddick later. You know, <laughs> I know I've started it. Um, I never finished it. It's no pitch black. No, it of course does not. have Dame Judy Dunch in it. <laughs> well, I love that. Yeah, That's great Dame Judy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know. I should yeah. really, I should really get around to watching Chronicles of Riddick. And then the third installment. Riddick. Riddick. <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't worry. I checked the other day to be like, am I how which what order do I need to watch these in? Um, I have a vivid memory of being in a Best Buy with my mom and seeing Chronicles of Riddick play on like all of the, the walls. Yeah, oh my god, of course. It had yeah. just come out. Totally. Um yeah. 
yeah the uh i will say the summary of chronicles of riddick sounds really unhinged and like very different from pitch black but in a way that i was like i'm still gonna watch this i'd like yeah. to know <laughs> yeah of course yeah but yeah. uh yeah the, that was the last fun movie i watched i watched one other movie that was very sad <laughs> i am gonna tell you about tell it. me about it please <clears throat> i watched a very very depressing swedish movie that was really good like it was a very well-made movie i thought i found it actually extremely compelling um but it was extremely brutal mm-hmm. <laughs> it's called aniara like A-O-I-A-R-A. i've heard of that movie yeah i had never heard of it till it just like popped up for me on a list um it's from 2018 as i said it is swedish uh it's i really liked it a lot but there's like a certain point at which the brutality really takes you down and you're like okay am I still having fun I'm not sure yeah um but I'm gonna tell you about it anyway because I do think it's worth watching if you're interested in this genre um weirdly it's adapted from a Swedish poem from the 50s just like interesting I would like to read that poem yeah Um, so Aniara is the name of a massive transport ship Uh which this is taking place in the future in like our universe where um the earth has been decimated and people are basically being transported to a mars colony to try to live a better life um with the understanding that in this world the mars colony is also not that good but it's maybe it's just something different and so we're mostly following this one woman who doesn't have a name her name is just her title which is um Amima robe, which I'll I'll get to that later, but it's this massive, like it's almost like a massive mall in space. Like there's like tons of stores, nice. and restaurants, and shops, and like swimming pools. Everybody's got like their own, it's like a bunch of little hotel rooms, basically, kind of like a cruise ship. Yeah. And so as it's going, uh some space debris is in the is on the route. And so they have to make a quick turn basically to avoid it to avoid like the ship being destroyed Mm -hmm. Uh, and that knocks them off course and they end up losing their fuel and so they no longer have the ability to like run the engine or to steer and so they're just being shot off into space and the captain basically it's it's meant to be a three-week journey and the captain like does an all ship uh broadcast where he's like so this is what's happening we will just go until we find the next celestial body that we can like fling ourselves around using its gravity, like slingshot, the classic slingshot move that you see oh, in lots of other oh, we see in <laughs> sci-fi movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and then that is how we will get back on course. And he's like, that will not take more than, let's say, two years. <laughs> and everybody is understandably extremely upset because yeah. they are meant to be on a three-week journey. And instead, now they're facing a two-year journey. Yep. Uh, and so we basically follow this ship as things start to devolve over time, because it turns out it's not just a two-year journey. It's not a 10-year journey. It's an, it's a journey forever. This is an um, eternity long journey. Yeah. Um, and so the main character that we're following, she works running this like room that has an artificial intelligence in the ceiling where basically like you enter the room and you lie down and you can it will like project images of earth of like oh. your memories of earth so that it oh, basically no. it's like very immersive and so people feel like they're like walking you know like in a beautiful forest or whatever and it's like yeah. a therapeutic tool for a lot of people oh. and so it starts to be very very popular and lots of people come to experience her the the ai's name is mima mm-hmm. um and like the main character like she like refers to mima as like a person like mima is, is real and like is alive mm-hmm. um but because so many people are using her over a couple of years, she starts to get overwhelmed and starts projecting dark and sad images because everybody's very depressed. It's a very sad movie. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm going to tell you a lot about this. So I, please stop no, me no. if you're like, I want to watch it. No, 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 no. But um, but so Mima eventually, after a couple of years, self-destructs and destroys herself because she can't stand it and she's too upset. And so then from there, it's like, that is like the main, <laughs> the first main problem that happens in our main character's life. Um, and so from there, things devolve. Like she gets thrown in prison because everybody blames her for it, even though she was trying to save Mima and protect her. Uh-huh. Um, 
And then there's the subplot where like she has a crush on one of the pilots who's a woman and the like the two of them both get thrown in jail at the same time because the pilot tries to defend her um, and then they like fall in love which is very sweet nice and then cults start to form on the ship and then um you know like yeah like they keep thinking that they're finding things that are going to um cut the journey short but then it turns out to be false hope and it's not anything useful and like it just like the hits keep coming where you think that something very positive is happening and then it just is not positive at all and everyone's really depressed yeah Yeah, it's really brutal it's like very much um it's a really interesting movie because it is so much about isolation and like dealing with that existential fear of like being alone for the rest of forever Mm-hmm. and like they start talking about how to raise like the next generation of people on the ship and they're like okay like we need to stop thinking about us it's like what are we gonna do for future for like the next people who live here yeah <laughs> because that's just the reality that they're living with and it is really upsetting like it's a very yeah. I was really surprised by how sad it I felt actually like not and not like existentially but I was just like wow it's like pretty shocking how uh sad this movie yeah no that's why I always say I don't want to live in space yeah no the vibe is people being like okay everybody board the ship now where we're gonna try to find a place to live forever it's out in space and that's they have like hydroponics on board they have like a garden and stuff yeah so they they start out with two months worth of food because Mm -hmm. they were meant to have a three-week journey so they have a lot of food for the beginning and then they use they have like algae farms to produce water and to um or to clarify their water and to uh eat after that so then you are only eating algae for the next rest of your life (laughs) and it's brutal it's a brutal and that's a thing I really love about like the space exploration genre and sci-fi in general is that it is like it's kind of hard to make a space movie that isn't just a little bit horror because it's such a like space is so scary it's so beyond like we're not meant to be there like it's not we're not supposed to do that (laughs) no (laughs) and so it is like there is just always an element of horror involved and I find that to be really fascinating and I think it's like a really interesting way to explore like human connection uh, like between people because usually when you're going through something like that like you do bond and have like these interesting relationships form out of it yeah and those are like the movies that I like the most are the ones that do something with that yeah Um, and yeah so I found Aniara really like definitely for the like for the first two-thirds I was like really into it I was like this movie rules and then there's like a part near the end where I was like maybe that's a little too dark actually like it just it makes it less (laughs) No, you like, have to back up here it's just like it just it made me it's it not even like it's not that I'm like opposed to a movie being extra dark it was just like oh like that was like the thing that I found interesting about this movie and now it's no longer a part of it because yeah one yeah. of them has died <laughs> yeah like... no exactly I mean that's the th- um I think a lot of movies choose to take that route thinking it'll make it a more impactful movie and I'm like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. maybe think about why that choice is necessary or if it is at all (laughs) like it's cool to do like I love a bleak movie like it also it made me think of high life a lot because it has a lot in common Mm. with high life but I think high life is a much better movie and like part of that is because it's just I think it's a little bit more thoughtful um but it's also like high life is super bleak but I also think it has has a little bit more to like hold you for the entirety of it it's a bit smaller too in a it's way a you know smaller. what I mean like it's a yeah. little more encapsulated and this movie sounds like it has a lot going on <laughs> yeah it really um, does it feels it's only an hour and a half or like an hour and 40 and I was wild. like it I felt like really I was watching assuming. it for two hours yeah no it really it has it does the thing where it has like chapters which you know I love yeah, <laughs> like there's it's a black screen and then a title yeah um, and they were all in Swedish so I didn't know what they were but it was Doesn't like matter. Doesn't but matter. it was just I want to know <laughs> thrilling but yeah it felt like I was like I feel like I've been watching this movie for like three days but it's only been an hour and a half yeah <laughs> it just uh, there's a lot going on but I feel like oh sorry go ahead enjoy, oh no I was just gonna say but I enjoyed it it was definitely like I think if you like that genre I would definitely recommend it um but yeah it's definitely like dark it's a dark movie yeah well I feel like we were saying you know how with a lot of sci-fi movies there's almost always a horror element um and it's because we know we're not supposed to be there Mm -hmm. um (laughs) because as we've talked about before sci-fi books and movies tv whatever being a the prediction of our own future 
Yeah. Which is why it's so important to pay attention to science fiction because it is does end up being the future that we build for ourselves. And it's kind of like when you um when you go to therapy and your therapist like tells you what they're hearing you say. Like when I watch <laughs> science fiction movies, I'm like, oh, this is what we think. And what we think is pretty bleak. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wow. oh, we're we're already assuming that we're gonna need to go to space. Yeah. Um, and we're already assuming it's gonna be pretty bad. I know. I, I really do, can't think of any joyous. Like, I do like, really hate that because I do. I'm like, I'm very anti space colonization, but I also love movies where it happens. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, the only ones I can think of where there are joyous times in space are ones that are far, 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 far after colonization. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. Ni- nice times in space. Nice times in it's space. Like after, Star Wars. Right. Star Trek. <laughs> like after we've done it already. We've yeah, moved, exactly. We've moved into the galaxy, into the universe. Millions of years. Oh, Star yeah. Trek is such a, it's just such a soothing one. No, <laughs> After so thinking nice. about all the bleakness, like, you know, all the times in next gen when Picard is like, we have no need for war anymore. We've not had wars in so long. <laughs> we did the big one. We're done now. <laughs> we don't have money. We don't have war. We're good. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a funny, it's kind of a funny genre, but I do, I do really love it. I also, I worked from home today because I am recovering from a cold. Um, and so I did just for fun, watch interstellar again, which I love so much. It's so and it's good. really, truly like the best, the best of the biz. <laughs> I know. And that's to circle it back to the top of the show, you know, maybe once a decade, we get a real, a real gem, real banger, real space diamond. Yeah. A real space diamond. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, colonization ends on earth, baby. We don't need to do that. No, I'm dying on this planet. I'm I'm dying on this planet. No, don't make me, don't make me go up there. Uh -uh. Um, I, I tried to watch one more movie, but it was, so it was I had had a good budget clearly but it was so bad that I mean I was working while I was watching it um I was doing some handwork which is usually not a problem when watching tv especially not when you're watching something like inseminoid Um, (laughs) but I watched this movie or some of this movie the last days on mars Mm. um and it's got a a cast of a ton of character actors and starring Liev Schreiber. And it's about uh, astronauts on the moon or sorry, on Mars. And their, their mission is almost over. They're about to leave. I forget exactly what their mission is, but they basically find some kind of organic material, like biological material on Mars some organism that infects you and basically turns you into a zombie and I was like okay sweet this is gonna be so fun it was so boring no how can that be boring but it was just um yeah the the way it unfolded was so incredibly dull and the action was not like I it's very brutal it's really hard to make a good one of those but I wish we had more it's not often that I um it's not often that I just turn off a movie. I know, but sometimes it's like, I, I'm not going to sit through any more of this. No, I won't no. be having it. My time I'm is precious. Watching Seminoid. My time is precious. <laughs> yeah, for real. Exactly. I'm wow. not stuck on a spaceship. No, right. Exactly. I get to choose to turn yeah. this off and do something else. Exactly. <laughs> and one of the other ones that I thought would be good for the show, but I had already seen it was Life, which I think oh, is yeah. 17. So that fun. one's really fun and also so really fun. bleak, but in a fun way. Yeah, totally. The fun twist at the end where you're like, oh, they're, oh, they're, they're saved. They're going to do it. Not so. So fun. <laughs> yeah. That is, that's the stuff I do love where I'm like, yes, like bleak, but in a like juicy way. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, bleak in the way that something like alien is, you know, yeah, totally. But, um, like, oh, but yeah, this has been Dim Lights with Jenny and Amanda here on WGXC 90.7 FM. We're talking mm-hmm. about space exploration. You got to be careful out there. You got to be careful out there. Um, we will be back where the every second and fourth Tuesday of the month here on WGXC. And the next one is November 22nd. We don't know what our theme will be yet, but if you follow our Instagram at dim the lights with Jenny and Amanda, you can find out. We'll let you know. And we'd love to hear from you. If you want to suggest any themes or tell us that you hated our opinions or agreed with our opinions or 
have some of your own. We want to hear it. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye.